The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Mallory and Tim Elrod about their vow renewal at the Grand Floridian. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how they decided to have a vow renewal, how they planned everything, and how it all turned out. So welcome, Tim and Mallory. Hello, thank you for having us on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Absolutely. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to have a vow renewal at Disney. Yeah, so we were married 15 years ago and we were young and dumb and broke, you know, like most <laughs> 20 and 21 year olds. So we had a small hometown wedding and did it on a budget. I mean, I got my dress from David's Bridal, and I always wanted to be a Disney bride. It just wasn't in the plans. It wasn't the right timing. Correct. Yeah. And so, you know, it was still a beautiful wedding, just small, inexpensive, and, you know. And we had no dancing, so that was, like, the biggest thing that she lamented, I feel like, yes. in life. And so, so yeah, we decided to, We I think initially we thought 20 years would be the timing to do a vow renewal. And then it ended up being 15. So mm -hmm. that's, that's what we did. So my Disney bride dreams got to come true. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So you planned it for, because sometimes I talk to people who are having vow renewals and going COVID pushed it back, but you planned it for 15 and it happened at 15. Yes, absolutely. It happened on the 15th day, like to the day. So yep. we were married on September 15th and then our vow renewal was on September 15th, 15 years later. That's interesting because, yeah, sometimes couples just pick, you know, a time in the year of their anniversary, but it was important to you to use the exact date. Yeah, I'm a kind of a sentimentalist. So you know how when you have birthdays, they're like, oh, it's your golden birthday if you're like, you know, 10 on the 10th or 30 on the 30th. So it was kind of like our 15 year on the 15th of September. It just felt right. That's wonderful. So how did your friends and family react when they found out you were doing a vow renewal at Disney? I think they were all excited. I mean, the hardest part was coming up with the list, right? Like, that's always wedding, vow renewal, like, who's invited, you know. And mm -hmm. when you're getting married at a Baptist church, budget isn't as big of a concern as it is when you're getting married at Disney World. So, but yeah, we had to debate over all of that and, like, go through and make sure we had everybody there that needed to be there. And so, I mean, honestly, everybody was, I think, really excited about it. We basically had, like, super immediate family we didn't really extend it too far outside of that family-wise. Mm -hmm. And then we had a bunch of friends there. So what did our guest count end up being? Like 52. Yeah, 50-ish. 
So that was about the size. That's great. Did you set up a room block for your guests? So we didn't. And honestly, that really came down to I'm the vice president of a travel agency. And a, a lot of our guests that were coming were travel agents. And so, you know, they kind of had like their own way to do things, whether or not they booked a travel agent rate or were just going to do their own thing. Or we had a few people who stayed off property. And so we didn't we didn't really find the need for a, a room block. I have done those for clients who've gotten married. But for this one, we did not do a room block. Got it. OK. How did you choose what time of day for your event? We really wanted firework viewing to be a part of our event, I guess you could say. So we wanted to have a full dinner because our first wedding didn't, it was just like at 2 p.m., a few snacks, no dancing. That was it. So we really wanted to do a full dinner and then have a full dance party and then in the night with Mickey bars and fireworks. So that really helped us decide. We basically started at I think it even shifted a little bit as we got closer to because we started at what time fireworks started and then we kind of moved back from there to decide when we should start the ceremony. And I will say, I think fireworks, like the dessert party fireworks was a, a possibility in our mind. Like we were debating it. And then a couple months before our vow renewal, we went and attended a really good friend of ours wedding at Disney in June of the same year. And they did the dessert party at the marina during fireworks. And that solidified it. We were like, okay, we have to do this part. Like that, <laughs> It was kind of on the fence of whether or not we were going to do it. And attending one, we were like, okay, this has to happen. So that really solidified it for us wanting to do kind of end the night with the dessert party and the fireworks. That's great. So can you talk a bit about how you chose the venues for your ceremony and your reception and dessert party? So Carrie, I... I, I... I feel like you've got brides on here that probably gush about a lot of things. I have to say, Disney told me no a whole lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I originally wanted to get married on the lawn portion of the Riviera Resort and then Skyliner over to the boardwalk to have my reception in the dance hall. The dance hall was booked, so that was a no. But then they informed us that we could not do our ceremony at any like DVC resort or I guess... That's like not completely majority true. Majority DVC? DVC. I don't know. They had really weird rules. Because then our next one was the Wilderness Lodge because we are DVC members there. It means a lot to our family. And that was a no. So he had just actually attended an event, a travel agent event in Walt Disney World hosted by Disney. And they ran an event for the travel agents at the Grand Floridian at the big open space out by the lake, kind of out by the big summer pool house. Area, summer house patio. And so that was going to be our initial option for the reception. We were going to do dinner outside and everything, which I'm so thankful we changed our minds on that because of the weather. So that was, I was like, I think we should check it out. Like, let's give the Grand Floridian a shot. Like, she didn't want the chapel wedding. We'd had the church wedding. So, like, I know a lot of brides dream of the chapel, and it's a great location. It just wasn't what we had envisioned for our vow renewal. And so on that same trip that I mentioned in June of 2022, we, when we attended our friend's wedding, we got to speaking with one of the catering employees at the Grand. And we told him we were getting, you know, doing the vow renewal in a few months. And he was like, if I'm going to give you any advice in September, consider an indoor location and just 
just check out the Whitehall patio. And that was his only advice. And we were like, it was the best advice ever because Mm -hmm. that portion of our night did not have to be moved. And it was fantastic. That's great. So originally, though, you were going to have the ceremony at the Grand Floridian Marina and then go back out to the marina for the dessert party. Can you talk about what happened when weather changed those plans? (laughs) Yes. So this was actually September 15th, 2022 was actually the night that you can probably find photographs of it. There was like a like lightning, like there was that um, it wasn't a tornado that touched down, but it was in Epcot. There's a picture of the cloud. It's like a funnel cloud right next to Spaceship Earth. So the weather was (laughs) horrific. It was off. And so We probably could have had the ceremony because our ceremony was at 5 p.m. We probably could have had that outdoors, but due to the furniture that we rented from Disney and it could not get wet, it was a third party. They refused to set it up outside. So they said, it's going to rain later. You don't have a choice. You have to move inside. Even though it's sunny right now, it's going to rain later. And boy, were they right because it did. It rained later. So we had the reception indoors and the and the ceremony indoors. And then it started to let up. It was still drizzling during the time that the fireworks were supposed to happen. And luckily, they started, I think, 10 to 15 minutes delayed that evening. But yeah. the fireworks actually happened. So we do have some really cute pictures of fireworks going off with the monorail coming by, if you're familiar with Whitehall patio and they piped in the music for enchantment. So it was still a very magical night. Yeah. I will say that was probably our biggest thing that we learned through all of it was for any brides or, you know, grooms, whoever that are planning a, a wedding at Disney. That is one thing to ask your planner. If any of the furniture you're renting for the reception is a third party vendor, once it's delivered, Disney cannot touch it until the night is over. So basically we were told at four o'clock to make a decision. And if we wanted to do it outside, we could have, but it would have just been the Disney like standard white folding chairs and really none of the things we had paid for, or they could set up that stuff inside. And so that was kind of a learning lesson for us just to, you know, but I will say Diane, who was our day of wedding planner, like she was phenomenal she went above and beyond just to like make sure everything was magical. They mm-hmm. they added a whole bunch of stuff for the dessert party time. And so that was really great. That's cool. I see a lot of people asking about the view of fireworks from the Whitehall patio. You know, could we do our dessert party there? How did you feel about it? Were you able to see enough of them that it still felt like you were seeing the show? Absolutely. You could yeah. actually even see like a little tick of the the spires of the castle. You could see the fireworks fantastically. Yeah, the fireworks um, were great, especially if it wasn't raining. And if somebody wanted to have their reception kind of bleed over into fireworks and you were kind of still having stuff go on inside and food available, like it was such a great area to be indoors and outdoors kind of at the same location where the marina, obviously you cannot do that. You're just all outdoors. So I definitely think the fireworks view there while not as good as the marina, it's still a great option. It is. And you kind of get the magic of the monorail riding by, too. When, yep. when it would glide by during the show, everybody would go, oh, you know. But yeah, that was unexpected. All of our family and friends are big Disney fanatics, too. So I think that, you know, if the monorail is something that brings, like, yeah, those nostalgic feelings yeah. for you, then it really is a great spot. <laughs> That's great. So then did you guys use any outside vendors for any portion of your event? We did. So I (laughs) was adamant about wanting stellar photography. And we have very few pictures from our first wedding. We had a friend do them who was very generous. But I was like, this is 
an event that I want amazing photography to look back on for the years. It was something that I knew I would treasure forever. So Disney sent us links to their photographers and be kind. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think they fit our event. They just, so, yeah, they, not, nothing stuck out. We actually saw, I feel like, oh, online, we saw Bibbidi Boppity Brooke. I'm sure every, the, many of your listeners follow her. She had just had her vow renewal, I think in 2020, 2021, for her 10 year anniversary. And so I got actually a lot of tips from her. So she used Katie Troffer, and then I re- we reached out to Katie and had a conversation with her, and it was a no brainer. Our pictures are my favorite part. It was it was one of those things, Carrie, when, you know, Disney's sending us photographer options and their Pinterest pages. And my wife was just like, no, like that's that's not the look I'm going for. And I showed her Katie's Instagram page and it was like immediately she was like, that's it. Like she's the one. That's the vibe. And I mean, she was so great to work with. We were actually at a friend's house in Pennsylvania for like two weeks. I messaged her. And she set up a Zoom call with us for that night. Like she was like, hey, let's hop on Zoom and talk details and whatever. And within a couple of days, she had sent us options and we had agreed on everything. And I mean, she was like the most professional to work with. Mm -hmm. She got us, how many images did she get us like the next day? Like 30? Yeah, between 30 and 40 images. So like literally the day after we had 30 to 40 images edited to post, within a month or two, we had the full gallery. So she was, I mean phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's also why, cause we had debated and priced out in park tickets and they wouldn't let her take pictures of us in park. They required you to have a Disney photographer, which is why we chose not to go that yeah, route. For the in park photo shoot. Yeah. That wasn't like super important. So we never went that route, but yeah, Katie was amazing. Wonderful. Okay. And then how did you choose an officiant for your vow renewal? So the officiant for our vow renewal was one of my best friends, Adam, who also happens to be, he's the president of our travel agency, but a really good friend of ours. And he was a pastor at a local church in Florida for a long time. And he had told me like, right as we were planning this, he was like, Hey, I'm like getting out of the wedding game. Like I'm, you know, I know too many people, there's too many requests. And so I'm pretty sure me and Mallory were his last official, like wedding or vow renewal that happened. So, but yeah, it was just a really good friend of ours and he did an amazing job. That's great to hear. Did you guys add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or the reception? Yeah. So we, we actually met, we did the, the food tasting Mm -hmm. event. So they, I think we were one of the first tastings back that Disney had had um, when they were kind of ramping everything back up from being shut down for COVID. But we went to that, tasted a lot of food, which that was phenomenal. It helped inform a lot of our menu choices. But while we were there, we met a violinist. What was his name? Rob. Rob. And I feel like I've seen his pictures on like promos and stuff. He has to be the most popular violinist. But we chose him for the ceremony. So he played while our guests were coming in and he took requests. He's amazing. He played a little bit during the ceremony. And then he actually did... We had like a little cocktail hour before the reception and he played for that on the patio before the DJ started. Yeah. And he was great. So a fun fact about our vow renewal is we're huge Disney nerds. So we actually had a theme for the evening and it was four parks one night. So our ceremony was themed all Hollywood studios. So it was like old Hollywood glamour. And then it also had a travel theme that kind of went throughout. So we had like kind of like when you walk down 
Sunset Boulevard and they have those little like suitcases on the side that you can take your picture on in Hollywood Studios. So we had like suitcases and old Hollywood furniture, like the furniture that we rented that couldn't be out in the rain were like antique sofas and armchairs and they were all kind of mixed and matched. And then so for the cocktail hour, it was themed Animal Kingdom. And so it was really fun because Rob was able to play like Hollywood Studios songs on his violin for the ceremony. And then he played more like Animal Kingdom, like Lion King and Tarzan and fun tunes. And he's also great at taking requests. So he did that for our cocktail hour. Then our reception was themed Epcot, which we can get to later. And then our dessert party was themed Magic Kingdom, where we watched the fireworks. (laughs) That's a great idea. So then can you recommend any menu items or cake flavors from your event? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. And this is just like another tip to anyone planning. When we initially requested menus, I feel like we got all of the generic like chicken or steak, chicken or steak (laughs) plated menus. You know what I mean? And that's what we were going to choose from. Like we we didn't push back. We weren't like, hey, what else is there? But they invited us to the tasting, which happened to be the exact same weekend that our friends were getting married. So like that weekend in June was really pivotal. We went down, went to the menu tasting attended our friend's wedding, which Rob was actually playing at, which that was kind of cool. So we sat down, they had all of the food available to go at like different stations to, to taste test. But what was really cool is they would have a, a chef from the Grand Floridian or wherever sit down at each table and they spent five or 10 minutes with each couple just kind of chatting through like, Hey, what are you thinking about? What are you looking for? And so we initially told them what we were thinking and he kind of pushed back for a minute and he was like, Hey, like, what do you like? What do you guys love about Disney? What's your favorite park? What's your favorite foods? What is it about Disney that you love? And so I think initially I was just like, you know, I love Mexico and Epcot. So if, you know, can we do like chips and salsa? He was like, Oh, we have a whole nacho bar we could do. And so he just really started pushing into that, which honestly, that kind of, informed the theme of the night i think that was the first time where we were like hey we could have a theme here where you know the reception's epcot and then what could other things be and so we ended up our menu for the reception we basically did stations kind of like you were at like a dessert party or something uh so we had buffet style yeah buffet style so we did a mexico nacho bar station mallory loves chinese food asian food so we had a whole station for that with rice and chicken and noodles and all that stuff. I think they did pot stickers mm-hmm. or yeah. Egg rolls. And then um, we also did an American station, which was yeah. very popular because we had truffle mac and cheese that you could put pulled brisket on top. Regular um, mac and cheese. And then we like did truffle, truffle fries, fries because I love truffle fries. So, so um, it was kind of a taste of Epcot. You kind of went around the world in the flavors as well. Yeah. And then the one thing that we, realized that they served in the dessert area, they have this, I don't know if anybody else has brought this up, Carrie, but currently they're doing this, they call it a Mickey whoopie pie. So and it's, it's like, not like the one you get at the Grand so Floridian. It looks like a Mickey <laughs> waffle, but it's cake. And then in the, in the middle, it's like maple frosting. That's not too sweet. Yes. And oh my gosh, like they went like hot cakes. So yes. all we did for dessert, we didn't do an actual cake since we had done that before. We only did the Mickey whoopie pies and then we did like ice cream. So we did Mickey ice cream bars and sandwiches sandwiches. and stuff. 
I'm glad you brought that up about the menus because I do think a lot of people think that the menus that Disney sends them, that's it. That's their only choice. And in right. fact, every menu is customizable, whether for your dessert party or for a full reception or a celebration. And so I'm glad you mentioned that because, yeah, the chefs, I think, especially get excited about being able to customize something. And so I'm, uh, it's a good point for people to know that you don't, those are just sample menus. You don't have to use anything on those. Yes, for any Disney bride listening, they basically told us that if you could taste it in the parks, they could probably get it to your, you know, event. Because Tim even has like a special cocktail that he likes at one of the lounges. And they were like, well, we don't have that on our menu, but if you'll get us the recipe, we'll make it happen. And they made it happen. And we didn't, they had told us like literally three days before she was like, yeah, it's still the regular Moscow mule. Sorry. And then we got there and they had set it up to be the special one and stuff. So like, the chef told us exactly what you just said. He was like, we get bored making the same menus. Like, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do, we'll make it happen and have fun with it. So, yeah. so they dream, were they were great. Dream big, brides. That's right. <laughs> did you guys add any other events like a welcome party to your event? We did not. No, we did not do a welcome party. We had talked about other stuff, but I think we just kind of ended up focusing on that night. Um, so we didn't do any other events outside of that evening. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Absolutely. It was a it was a really like relaxing day. Great honestly. day. We really were intentional, which I also feel like I would love to give advice to any bride out there or, or um, someone doing vow renewal is really just block out your day, turn off your phone, and enjoy yourself. So we slept in, and when I say slept in, we have four children. So we stayed in a two bedroom villa at the Grand Floridian with our children. In our wedding party, I didn't have any friends. I only had our kids. So we really, we all slept in that day. We got up, we had breakfast. And then Tim actually took all of our, we have three boys and one girl. So he took all the boys over to Magic Kingdom. He had made them an appointment to get like a little haircut, kind of freshen up the look at the barbershop on Main Street, the Harmony Barbershop. And meanwhile, me and my daughter kind of primped in the room. We painted our nails. We did our makeup, our hair, like we just curled it and had like really fun girly time together. Then we, the boys got back. We kind of nibbled on some lunch, had like a charcuterie in the room. And then our photographer showed up around three, I believe, three thirty. And she was phenomenal. Again, I can't recommend Katie enough because she really kept us on track until we got to Diane, um, our coordinator. So she got there at 3.30. She was like, okay, I need your wedding dress. She had already told me before, I need your your dress. I need your rings. Like she had it all kind of set up for us. So she was able to kind of knock out those initial like getting dressed moments. Um, we were able to around 3.45 have an, a reveal because we wanted to do some pictures before the ceremony. So she staged this gorgeous first look reveal for us. So the boys went down and then me and my daughter came down and we both kind of had all the boys turn around and look at us. And then we took family pictures. We did individuals. We did couple shots. We did pictures with the kids. And then we met up with our coordinator, Diane, and she kind of tucked us away and hid us in a room until the ceremony started. And then from there on, Disney has it like clockwork. I mean, it's just they, they truly think of everything to make your evening go as well as possible. And again, we had so many wrenches thrown in ours due to weather. So, but truly you can trust Disney, you can trust the coordinators and just take a deep breath, go with the flow and they'll, they'll run the show for you. So we had the ceremony, the cocktail reception, the dinner reception, and then the dessert party. And it was a blast. That's wonderful. 
So when you guys were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? I would say definitely the reception, because as I mentioned before, the first time around, we didn't have dinner or dancing. So we really focused a lot of our attention there. I really wanted it to be a beautiful event. So we really did spend a majority of our budget in floral, just making sure that the themes of the different segmented parts of the night really embrace that theme. So when people walked in, they were like, oh, it's Hollywood Studios. Oh, this looks like Animal Kingdom. And wow, this looks like Epcot. Disney had so many amazing options to choose from. They really worked with us to kind of take it as far or as little as we wanted. So I would say we really focused on the atmosphere of the event the most. And shout out to DJ Russ who was one of the DJs Disney recommends and uses. Mm -hmm. We had him at our reception and we did have, so we had our kids and like one other family's kids there. So we had a few kids in the room, but we, we told him like, Hey, we're all mostly like mid thirties, nineties music kids. And he like put on the best show and mixed the best music ever. Like our friends still talk about, all of the songs that he mashed together and played that night. So we did we did hire a DJ and he was worth every penny, every penny that we paid. We've actually hired him again for a separate Disney event we had <laughs> we since did. then. We were like, yeah. we have to have him back. He is phenomenal. And then were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? Definitely the wedding cake. Mm-hmm. We, we, But, you know, I know that for a bride that's getting married for the first time, that might be somewhere you really do want to splurge. Um, for the us, dresses. for the vow renewal, it, we, it wasn't as important. For me, yes, the dresses. So that's the other point that I got Plural. from Brooke. I really wanted to change my dress with the themes. So Brooke from Bibbidi Wabbidi Brooke, she bought her dresses on Lulu's and talked about what a great price they were. So I was like, okay, well, let me go check it out. I got three amazing dresses for just over $200 combined. And each one was so different. They each fit the theme of the space. And so even though I saved my money there, it really looked like a splurge. (laughs) That's great. So what was each of your favorite memories of the Vow Renewal Day? I think some of my favorite memories were the first look. That was really great. Uh, The haircut on Main Street, that was fun with the boys. Um, And then probably just, I mean, honestly, the whole evening feels like a blur. Like it all, it all meshes together. But the, the reception was so fun. The dancing, like having friends and family there, the food, like we had picked out our favorite foods. Like it was just perfect. Like we had... Everything from the dinner music he was playing, we had picked out to be like old school travel, jazz music, and it was perfect. And then, you know, it was all just really great. So I don't know. It's hard for me to pick one memory. One moment. I think for me, getting to tell our family's story Mm -hmm. at our ceremony, for it being a vow renewal, so much has changed in our lives over the past 15 years. And we are a really strong family unit that just loves each other, loves Disney and being able to not only like recommit our vows to each other that day, but also to our children. Like we had a sand ceremony where we took our old sand from our first wedding and our first wedding, we had black and white sand that we mixed together. So we took that sand and poured it into a bigger jar with different colors from all of our kids to kind of signify like 
not we're not just a couple like we've become a family and then our youngest is actually he joined our family through adoption so we were able to have his birth mom there and she actually poured a little of her sand in too to kind of like signify that he brings you know his own story to our story and makes us a better family so i think being able to have those moments and to really be able to tell our story and celebrate the family that we become like i think that was my favorite moment that's when everybody had the tissues out carrie so. oh, that's fantastic <laughs> what a great idea you have to tell them your your other moment though what when everybody had left and everybody had gone home Tell them that moment. I did have a moment of, I think every bride also has this, where after the event is over and, you know, you're kind of on a high, but you're also starting to crash. And I had helped one of our guests get into like an Uber and Tim went ahead and took the kids back to the room because we were staying at the Grand Floridian. And so I was walking back and I was like, why am I hurrying back to the room? Like I'm in a wedding dress at the Grand Floridian at midnight. Like, what am I doing? And at that point, it was still a little drizzly, but the ground was wet. And like, you know, you see the beautiful lights like shining off the buildings, reflecting off the like water on the ground. And so I actually took that moment and walked back to the marina where I was not, I had built all these dreams of having my wedding there and it just didn't work out. And I kind of walked back to the marina and kind of like made my piece of like, it didn't go as planned, but it was still perfect. And I just walked around in my wedding dress at midnight night at the Grand Floridian with very few people out. There was one girl that was like up on her balcony and she saw I was in a wedding dress. She's like, you look like a bride. I said, I am. And she said, congratulations. And so it was just really magical to just even have a moment to myself after it was all over in the place that feels like home to me. Oh, that's wonderful. What a great memory. Now, was there anything that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? We talked about the weather. Yeah, I think that for us, the weather was the biggest point because of the furniture we rented. So I think if I could do it all over again, I might modify the seating just to something that could get wet. Um, so that was really the biggest, I think, mm -hmm. disappointment. But, you know, it all worked out. That's great. And then was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were stressed out about and then it turned out not to be a big deal? I would say there was a lot of value in having a photographer that was not necessarily a Disney weddings photographer, but who does a lot of Disney weddings. So Katie was just so confident in the run of show and like the timing. And I think we were her fourth or fifth wedding at the grand that year. So, you know, she just really helped expedite things and knew where to go. This is the pictures we're taking. Like, yeah, because you have they tell you to use a Disney photographer because they're going to know best. So it's like kind of nerve wracking of like, OK, we went against the advice, but truly it she made it magical, just as magical, I think, as any Disney wedding photographer would have. Yeah. And is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Hmm. That's a great question. I don't know that I would have done anything differently besides what Mallory said about maybe furniture that could get wet. I felt like all the choices we ended up landing on were great. What, what, what would you say? It was absolutely perfect. It was very much us. So I think we would have regretted if we would have gone with a, a basic menu and not really like embraced who we are as Disney fans. So I really just encourage anybody to kind of put their personality into it and then you'll regret nothing. <laughs> do you guys have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I would say do it. Like it's worth it. For yeah. me, I feel like a lot of people, um, a lot of like some of our family members and 
you know, people on the outside looking in, they're like, oh, well, that's just, you know, excessive. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) honestly, at the end of the day, we really truly felt like every dollar that we spent was worth it. So I think that would be my biggest advice is like, just go for it. Be yourself. Don't be afraid to ask questions and put your own personality into it because Disney really can make it happen. Yeah, I was the I was the big numbers guy, the money guy. We had a few discussions about it. And once it was done, I never regretted any dollar we spent on anything, honestly. So you're probably only going to do it once, you know, so make sure it's make sure it's going to be the one you want it to be. So but it was great. That's great advice. Well, Mallory and Tim, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married or having a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you so much again for your time and for having us on. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs>